Welcome to the In Between Podcast. I'm Astrid. And I'm Alexis. And we're two best friends on a journey to living a fun, intentional life. We know it's easier to share on a season of life once it's behind you. But what about when you're in the middle of the growth, confusion, and decision-making? This lifestyle podcast is for the everyday gal who loves to travel, talk about business, relationships, fashion, and everything in between. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the In Between Pod. I am one of your co-hosts, Alexis. And I am your other co-host, Astrid. And I'm really excited about, one, the fact that the show is growing, and we've got this amazing community, and it is just like unfolding above and beyond what I had ever expected. A hundred percent. Right now we are recording about three weeks into launching the podcast and it's wild how many people have reached out, how many um, new friends we've made overall online too. And yeah, it just feels like our own little corner of the internet that we get to share with you guys uh, a little bit about our lives and a little bit of everything really. So I know. Which- oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, which right now, Alexis is recording from Portugal. <laughs> I am. It is It is 9.41 at night, and it's all good because actually I have a group coaching call that I like am not going to miss just because of time change that I'm doing at midnight tonight. Oh, my gosh. You're having a full-on party. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's midnight, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. We're building our dreams. <laughs> We're going after what we want. In life. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. This has been like a crazy, crazy experience. I feel like it's unlocked a lot of things in me since being here in Europe for the last couple of weeks and actually not even a full week. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will be one full week. So one down and four to go. Um, but yeah, it's just been really cool to like almost test your growth, if that makes sense. I feel what do you like mean? I feel like there have been moments where like certain things have happened or like miscommunication. Like I just traveled with one of my really like best girlfriends and I would notice when I would kind of like shut down a little bit. And so then I would tell her, Hey, so this is what's happening internally right now. And Mm. I'm just like coming down off of that being stressful. And so I just wanted to communicate, like, I'm not upset with you and I'm having a great time, but I, I really felt like my nervous system, like my stomach kind of hurts and like just being able to just like communicate that in a friendship. And then she was able to just be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. No worries. Thanks for letting me know. Like, you know, take all the time you need. And it was just really cool to like put that into practice actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, whenever you're, whenever you're like reading about growth or even like in smaller situations, you get to practice it, but there's like nothing like uh, practicing all of the mindset stuff that you learn. Um, unlike being uncomfortable, like being uncomfortable traveling yeah. abroad. It's like yeah. it's a privilege. And also there's like so many things that you're just like, oh, I'm like really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yeah. My hands are sweaty right now for you, sis. Just like you walking me through the whole scenario. <laughs> but that's amazing. And it's also, I think the importance of community, like there's so much self-development and things we can do on our own. And there is certain things that we can just grow in community. And whenever we're surrounded by people, that's when we put into practice like 
okay, I'm feeling off. Why am I feeling off? Like now I can't just like be with this by myself because it's just me the whole day. I have to actually communicate it because somebody else has things that they want to do or they, like you said, like, hey, it's not you, it's me. Like I'm processing the situation. And I just think that's such a beautiful example of a healthy friendship. There's so much guesswork that can sometimes happen in friendships. And I know we have that kind of um, on the line for a future podcast, but being able to talk about and communicate and be like, hey, I'm really tired today. Like FYI, it's not you. Here's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And let's just meet each other right there where we're at and and let's do life together. Yeah, I agree. It, it was actually really cool to see how much we have grown in our friendship too. And I definitely want to talk about that in a future podcast episode, like just traveling with friends. But like even when it came down to like the food we ate, it was like mm. communicating like, oh, I'm really craving something like fresh and healthy, like a salad. And so then like whenever we would look for restaurants, we'd be walking around, like we would be on the same page. Yeah. And so, like, there's nothing like even something as simple as what you want to eat or what yeah. you're craving or like, oh, I had a heavier lunch. I'm craving something light for dinner. But the person you're with is like wanting to go eat at like a burger restaurant and you're like, I don't want Yes. You know? <laughs> so it's just like the littlest things can really make a trip even more enjoyable because you're just communicating. Um, but anyways, it's been great. And now I'm in like a little solo portion of the trip, which has been interesting as well. And um, yeah, it's been good. And how have things been for you? <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I am coming off of a week of pretty much completely crashing after wedding season and traveling. And I think hindsight, I wish I would have taken a week between my wedding season ending to be at home and rest and then go travel. Um, But at the same time, when I was traveling, I just didn't feel it. When you're just in that mode, you just go, 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 and you're just having fun. It doesn't really matter. But I slept so much last week and I would work and I, I just like couldn't stay awake. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Is there something that's wrong with me? And pretty much what you just talked about of talking about it with a friend of like processing all these things I was doing by myself. I was like, okay, um, am I sad? No, I'm not sad. Am I this? Like doing all the checklist points. I'm like, maybe, maybe it's my vitamin D, like maybe I'm sick. And so all these things. And finally I pinpointed it to, well, I did just finish a really tough season. It was my first season as a full entrepreneur, I'm running not just the photography side, but I'm also running my marketing consulting side of things. And like that whole contract is a lot of bandwidth. And I brought on my first employee. And so it's just like a lot of different aspects of my life has just changed so much in the last six months. And so just really giving myself grace of being like, this is kind of the first week since everything unraveled that you've kind of stopped and you're a little bit more settled in. And your nervous system is like, okay, we're safe now. Like we're in a good spot. We can stop freaking out. Because I think before my adrenaline just kept me running of like, okay, what's the next thing I got to do? I'm going to work really hard because I was anxious about running out of money or something like that. And so, um, yeah, so I guess this is a little PSA of give yourself some time to rest. And if you really feel it in your body that you're 
exhausted and it's not procrastination. It's not avoidance or laziness. Um, cause that's something that I kept feeling. I was like, I'm being lazy and I'm all for routines and discipline, but you really just have to give yourself room and breathing room really to rest. So yeah, so that's kind of where I've been the last week, but before that I was in Houston visiting you and then Dallas. And then tomorrow I'm getting ready to go to Malibu, LA area, which I'm excited for. Yeah, girl. Well, I'm really, I'm really proud of you because you're right. It has been, this is like your first busy wedding season, um, being, you know, full-time CEO, full-time owner. And that does come with like a whole other layer of capacity. And mm-hmm. like when you're opening up new capacity, it does take up your, your health and your nervous system can take a hit because yeah. your brain is operating, your focus is operating at a completely different level. And so it's like draining your energy. And so then whenever you finally get to a place where your nervous system's like, okay, I'm safe. Like we're good. We're no, we're, we're not in like survival mode there. That was, that was a little crazy. Now it like shifts into, okay, now I can take, I can take a nap. Yes. <laughs> so, so I can sleep. Got, <laughs> I'm so glad that you got rest and that you're feeling good. And I cannot wait to hear all about California. I just, I think uh, that it's going to be a really good trip for you. I am so stoked and I'm excited that like my first few days there aren't in LA. It's, it's in a more like secluded beach area, like Malibu type area. And so I get to create, which is one of my favorite things to do and just kind of, I don't know, explore a new city. I love solo travel. It it really like reconnects me so much and I'm excited to see kind of what this trip will bring. Yeah. I'm really excited too. I, I, I know that you're in the middle of making a lot of different decisions on like what's next and sometimes traveling and kind of seeing what else. And that's honestly what this pod is about, city yes. versus small town. <laughs> um, but before we dig into that, we we have to do like, we have to do our thing. We have to share what we're in between right now. Our thing. Our thing. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> you know, I love this because today I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, we're recording a podcast. I'm like, what am I in between? And I just love that whenever we record, it makes me stop and think about that. And I almost want to think about that more consistently than just on the days that we um, record. But okay, so what am I in between? There is so much. (laughs) Let me grab something from the pile. Um, Well, kind of relating to the topic that we're going to chat through today, I think I'm in between deciding where I want to live in the next few months, years. I don't know, like massive question mark there of I grew up in a smaller town in Venezuela. Then I grew up in a bigger city in Miami from like six years old to 12 or to 17. And then I moved to a really small town. And then um, now I've just really been feeling on my heart this year. Like my heart is pulling me to a bigger city, but then I'm like, okay, is that is that the wisest thing to do? Is it not? Like, why am I wanting to go in that direction? So I'm really in that curious stage is what I would like to call it of like asking myself lots of questions. That's really how I like to make decisions and like give myself some time 
to really digest, like, am I making this decision for the right reasons or am I trying to escape something or am I trying to search for something else that I actually could get here? And so, yeah, so I'm in between that and it's been both beautiful because every time that I travel now, I have that element of question of, could this be home? And then at the same time, then I grab pieces from that city and I'm like, I don't think it's home, but I love this part of it. And so, yeah, I think I'm just in that truly in between phase of not knowing, but figuring things out. Yeah, I love hearing too that you're so curious and like really sitting with yourself in the decision. It sounds like you are giving yourself a lot of freedom to explore instead of like leaning into the pressure of like you have the desire for something else. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can like couple with pressure to figure it out now. There's like an urgency to it. And mm-hmm. so it sounds like you're really giving yourself a lot of space to like, be curious, ask yourself questions. And you've always been intentional. And also like, you know, you're a quick mover, like, you know, you like to make decisions. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm really proud of you for like giving yourself that space. That, I'm sure that's hard too, um, but I'm excited to see what what the next couple months hold for you. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited to listen back on this podcast. It'll be very interesting um, once things kind of unravel, but what have you been in between? Oh, <laughs> in between <laughs> countries, in between <laughs> oceans. <laughs> I feel like, gosh, I I am not going to cry. I feel like I'm in between different versions of myself. And yeah, I think there's like a version of me that like really loves this lifestyle. Like, I don't know why I'm sad. Um, I think that when you choose like to live abroad or you choose to do something differently, it does come with like an element of loneliness and an element of sacrifice. And like, I'm over here and I'm like, I can see Matt and I here. Like I can see us living abroad. Like it's also a dog city too in Lisbon. And so there's like all these dogs everywhere. Like, Piper like, would love it. I'm like, Piper! And it's like, there's a part of me that's like, whoa, am I chasing that next thing? Am I just chasing the next thing? Like we just got to Houston. We just moved. We just got our house. And now I'm like abroad and I'm like, you know, building this whole life in my head here and not whole life, but it is like, there's feelings, there's feelings there. And that has been really interesting to like learn about myself is I think that I want a lot of different things. And for anyone who's listening, who like feels like, um, like you just want to be normal. Why can't I just like want this, this thing and like, just be happy with it. And it's like almost, it's almost like there's this always expansion. We're expanding, we're expanding, we're expanding. And it's like, sometimes I just don't want to expand, you know? And like, I don't even know if any of this makes sense. No, for sure. I just feel this like tug for something more all the time. And I think I'm in between like letting myself explore that while also like really trying to stay grounded and like, mm-hmm. okay, what is, what is real? What, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're romanticizing living abroad and, uh, cause we're here right now. So I think it's just giving myself permission to, and accepting that I want a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those things conflict and I might not ever have all of them, but mm-hmm. giving myself the freedom to just 
explore and dream and daydream about them and not have to commit to plans. That's a big thing for me. So I think I'm just like living in the moment and um, not committing to like, okay, what's the next big thing that we're working on then, Alexis? Like, let's go. Snap, snap, snap. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just need to like chill out. <laughs> so that's no, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing because that's extremely relatable. I think especially when you're multi-passionate or you just appreciate so many beautiful things about life that can be from one polar opposite to the other, like how beautiful is it that you can love a small town life and also love a life abroad type of thing. And that's like the hard part of making decisions and and moving forward where you're like, well, I want both. And so how do you choose? And um, it's kind of like that alternate universe thing where people are like, in an alternate universe, like maybe I would have kids by now and my life would be so different. In another universe, maybe I would would have stayed in Miami and I would be doing a completely different career. And I would be like, you know, maybe not even in marketing or photography or anything like that. And there's so many different aspects of that because, you know, you're so talented and you desire so many different things in life too. And that's so freaking hard (laughs) because there's no right thing. And honestly, in a sense, I feel like most people feel that way. And perhaps it's just been marketed to us through like movies and media that like people just figure out their one thing, you know? Right. And it's, they're just, they do it for the rest of their lives and they're happy forever. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I do think that there are people that are really genuinely happy where they are and they can be there their whole lives. And I like, in in a way I like, I legit kind of envy that legit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, gosh, I would just be really lovely. Um, but all that to say, I'm still processing that and it's all good. I'm really grateful to be here. And I think that's a big element that I've really like leaned into is like, I am really, really grateful. And, um, you might be hearing a little bit of, um, late night Lisbon traffic, um, (laughs) that's real life. Um, but yeah, just like really leaning into the gratitude and like, this is a gift this is a gift that I get to do this, that I have a job where I can work remote, where I have the means to travel. And like, those are things I really think about a lot. And I, mm-hmm. I don't take those things for granted. Um, and then it's like, okay, what do I do with that then? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, like you're there. <laughs> How do you soak it all in? <laughs> um, but anyways, um, thank you for everyone that's been following along on the journey too. It's been fun to like, interact with people being like, I didn't know that Portugal was like this. And I'm like, I know your trip. Like, yes. Let's do an in-between trip out there because we're all sold on it. <laughs> I'll do like an in-between retreat. Well, yes. okay. So, I mean, this is like, honestly, a really great transition into our topic around city versus small town. Yeah. City versus small town. And I kind of want to like caveat the versus doesn't mean that they're like against each other. It's mm-hmm. just like we're kind of diving into our own opinions and experiences living in a small town and living in a big city and some of the pros and cons of those based on our own experiences. But I don't think that there's one way to live a life, right? We've already right. talked about that. Um, right. It's just kind of our version, you know? I love it. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get started on small town. So what are what do you feel like is the biggest thing that you have loved about 
living in a small town? Or actually, first, before we dive into that, will you share your background on living both in a small town and on city life? Absolutely. So I was born and raised in um, Midwest Illinois, pretty much lived there my whole life, even in college too. I went to like a small state school where like my graduating class in high school was 26 students. Like my small small town was about 500 to to 500 to a thousand people. And it has grown since then. Then I went to a really small state school where the size of that town was like 25,000 maybe. And then right after I graduated college, moved to Nashville. It's a really lovely, like mid-sized city. Um, It felt huge to me at the time. Lived there for almost five years. And then when I married my husband, Matthew, moved to Houston, Texas, which was a big old bite to chunk out and (laughs) lived there for about 10 months. And then mid-pandemic, like right kind of in the middle of the pandemic, my husband and I moved back to um, our hometown in Illinois. Again, small town life, um, lived there for two years and then just moved back to Houston. And now we're living like in the city, um, inner city Houston. So that's my journey up to this point. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. A little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, I think on my end, I pretty much shared it earlier um, on the podcast, but I grew up in Venezuela. It was like a mountain town pretty much until I was six years old. Then I moved to Miami, moved around in Miami a lot, but of course it's a bigger city. And then I didn't leave Miami until I was 17, so my senior year. And I went from Miami to uh, a very small town in Illinois. Um, And then I have lived here ever since. So it's been 10 years. Um, And at the same time, in the last five years, because of my job, I've traveled a lot throughout the States pretty much to different cities, but I've stayed living in a small town, which has been a fun mix of things. So Um, Okay, well, let's dive in into what do you feel like has been the biggest pro for you in the times that you lived in a small town? Mm -hmm. I would say like setting family and friends aside, right? Because that's like my hometown. That's like a given. Of course, it's going to be family and friends and community. Right. Part of that is I do think that it is a bit easier to get connected in a small town really quickly. Like you can easily, you know, make friends at a coffee shop. Like it's just, it feels more accessible community does because it's in a small place. Um, And also everyone usually knows of everyone in some way. So there's always like one degree of separation from someone that knows you. It's wild. (laughs) It is freaking crazy. So I feel like because of that, even if I'm not close with someone, there's a probability that we know each other and there's a prob- like a probability for connection, whether that mm-hmm. be a friendship or business side of things. So I do think like the community element is really cool. Um, another thing I really like as well is the pace is very calm. It's very mm-hmm. slow. And um, it's not that things aren't happening there. It's just that they happen at a different pace. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll, I'll, I'll loop back on that as also a con later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say like, you know, if you're someone that struggles with anxiety or like, you know, travel being around large groups of people, small towns are really lovely for like helping you kind of regulate 
your nervous system coming from a city back to Effingham during the pandemic was actually really very um, calming for me when I first got back. So that was a huge pro as well. What about you? Mm-hmm. Um, a little side note. It's very interesting that you mentioned like the friendship side of things and how like you can like meet so many people and kind of create all this connection in a small town. And you definitely can. And as someone who didn't grow up in a small town, moving to a small town Uh, from a large city to where everyone grew up together and everyone's basically family and you're like the odd outsider and probably the only Latina at that point in the town, um, it was very different. Like you stick out as, you know, like a sore thumb and it's a little bit harder to kind of go into that community because it's not that people are mean because everyone has been so kind. They just don't think about it. Like they're in their own circle because that's the Mm -hmm. circle that they've had forever. And I think whenever you're in a bigger city, everyone's used to everyone kind of moving into town, leaving town. Oh, where are you from? What do you do? Et cetera. Here, you know, everyone. So you're just kind of going about your everyday life. That's a good point. And I'm glad you called that out. And I, I can see how that would be a really hard transition and cities are more transient, right? And that's Mm -hmm. an expectation. Where are you from? Where are you going? Whereas in a small town, usually those people have been there for a very, very long time, like multi-generational have lived there their whole lives, their whole lineage. Yes. Um, So that's a good point. I can see how that could be. That would have been a really hard transition for you. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very fortunate to have had people that um, welcomed me. And at the same time, I think for a while there, I only knew those like handful of people. And it wasn't until I started working more in the corporate world and really meeting people because of work that, you know, kind of I got, I was in (laughs) quote unquote. So that can definitely be hard, but also good. Like once you're in, everyone is so nice and kind. I just think it's honestly something that people don't think about. So I do think that, yeah. And this is like shifting into some cons, but I'm going to stay in the pro for just a little bit longer. Um, Expenses. It is cheaper to live in a small town. Um, Granted, like small town, meaning not Breckenridge, Colorado. Right. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Small town destination. Right. We're talking about every day. (laughs) Small town. I'll never forget. I came back to from Nashville. I was like 24, maybe. And I was used to like downtown Broadway, like going out with friends, being social and things were just expensive. And when I got back home, I was out with some friends at a local um, establishment a local watering hole, if you will. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, you know what? Next round's on me. Like, you know, no worries. I'm, I have a big girl job now. I was like, next round's on me. It's like four or five of us. And the bartender was like, that'll be $8. I was oh, like, oh my gosh. Okay, there's five beverages here, five beverages. He's like, I know. And I was like, okay, here's your $8. And that was <laughs> like one uh, beverage in. If that. <laughs> yeah, if that. So like it is, it, it is a lot uh, cheaper. I will say that. Yeah. For sure. Matt and I were hundred percent. Yeah. I would say, I don't know that I would be a homeowner if it wasn't because I lived in a small town. Like from 2020, I had a very basic 
savings. And I went through a lot of stuff where it was like my finances were just pretty much I was starting over. And from 2020 to 2021, I was able to save enough to buy a house last year on my own. And I definitely don't think I would have been able to do that if I had lived in Miami. Because at that point in time, let's see, um, I got a roommate. And so rent for a full house for three bedroom, two bath was $800, which is crazy. And so, yeah. And so I wasn't paying much, which is literally. Um, And then on top of that, like in Miami, if I would have stayed there, my friends are paying at a minimum $2,000 for an apartment for rent. And so, um, yeah. So think about, and then the crazy thing is my income at the time I had a marketing job is also what you would make or what I would have made if I lived in Miami. Cause I did like the comparison uh, at one point I was like, well, maybe I should move to Miami. I'll make more money. No, like the jobs are paying pretty comparatively, if not like somewhat less. And it really just depends, um, what industry you're in as well. Yeah. And so anyway, with that really low cost of living and then me having a side hustle, I was able to save enough money to buy a house now. And that's given me a lot of flexibility as well. So I'm definitely very grateful for that. And even when like the pandemic hit, I was on my own as well. And that was like a very nerve wracking time for everyone. But knowing that my expenses were so little, it's like if I did lose my job, I had enough savings to like cover me for a little bit. Right. Yeah. And that's a good point around around how quickly I think that you can build wealth in a small town. Like Matthew mm-hmm. and I purchased a our very first investment property. We've renovated the whole thing out of pocket and we put it on the market on the rental market. We have a tenant in there now. And then at the same time, we were able to save money to buy a house in Houston. Granted, we're dual income, no kids. So like, right. you, I mean, I, I have to say like we, you know, we were both making full-time salaries um, and did not have like children or um, a lot of debt as expenses. So that did help us. Mm-hmm. But we were able to do that because we moved home, like yeah. because we were in a small town. So I think in terms of wealth building, like startup capital to have a business, to get into real estate, you don't really need that much of it. I'm not kidding. But yeah. to get into real estate in a city, good Oh my gosh. <laughs> Catch me in my 30s. <laughs> I know. And I honestly think that's why Airbnb and cities is so is so smart as like your way of investing in the real estate market because mm-hmm. it's, it's a lower barrier to entry. Like yeah. I can have a condo or like Airbnb arbitrage. I can rent an apartment, make a deal with the with the landlord, and then put that apartment up on Airbnb. I'm covering the lease of the apartment, but I'm renting it out and I'm making like triple, quadruple what the what the rent is. Anyways, okay. I'm just telling you. That it is hard, or I think, in a city to like exponential X times growth your potential like investments. Mm-hmm. If you're just like you know, you know, you make a decent salary, and we're not millionaires here, right? And we right. also come from millionaires, and right. we're also not getting seed money or investor money. I just think it's like easier to yeah, do it yeah. And whenever I would fly back home for sessions and things like that, I was shooting a lot of times friends that I went to high school with. And it was very interesting to kind of chat through their lifestyle, their expenses, because they've been curious about moving 
outside of Miami to reduce their expenses. So yeah, it's really interesting. I think in your twenties, you're just in decision-making and like, you're just making your big, you know, big girl, big guy, um, salary for the first time too. And so, yeah, I would also say a big pro for me for a small town is, because there isn't as much competition, if you work really hard at something, you can really stand out and you can really like go hard at it and grow so fast in your career. And I think that was something that really helped me out is, um, coming from growing up in a bigger city. Um, the smaller towns were really behind on the times of where advertising was at in, um, Miami and all these basic things that I knew, but I look like a genius to them because they were so behind on the times. Um, and so just kind of bringing that perspective into it really helped me stand out. And then you just overall have less competition. Completely agree. You are a big fish. Let's say it, <laughs> Let's say it together in a small pond. Okay. You, you're going to say that. <laughs> for you listening to us for the first time, they're like, I don't get the inside joke. It's okay. Um, it's something that I say a lot and it's like, do you want to be a small fish in a big pond, AKA a city, or do you want to be a big fish in a small pond, AKA a small town? And I do think like, that's one of the benefits is like, if you have a business or you have an expertise, you can get really good, get noticed and be known for that in your small town. Whereas yeah. the city, you know, you have a lot more competition. Let's start talking about some cons of small town living. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Um, where, how about you, you go me, first? You need to go first? Yeah. You, I'll go, you first. go first. I'd love to go first. So um, earlier I had talked about the community element of like um, – or no, I, no, I talked about pace. That's what, that's what it was. I talked about pace and how it's slower. That also means just like you were talking about with marketing and behind the times, I also feel like small towns are – slower to change and slower to understand social issues and slower to understand like there's a world outside of the bubble sometimes that small town yes. looks like and that there are very real problems in the world that they might not see reflected in their small town. And so uh -huh. because they don't see it on a daily basis, it does not seem real to them. And so when they see it on the news or someone brings up a social issue or something that's happening in the world or in a, in a larger metropolitan area, they just think it's fake or they, they, they completely dismiss it. And I mm -hmm. think that's one of the big cons for me with small town living is it, it didn't a lot of the values around social issues and things I really valued um, weren't the same or it was harder to find, you know, even just people that were neutral and could have a conversation around it. I yeah. felt like it was always quite um, more, ch more charged than maybe it needed to be. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like some of the conversations I've had in one month of living in a city, it's just like so neutral or like positive or you're on the same page or maybe you think differently about it, but you respect, you're like, Oh yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. And then you just move on. Yeah. I feel like, in smaller towns, my experiences were where that was more difficult, more difficult yeah. to do. Well, and I think too, um, like in a smaller town, everyone's kind of coming from the same background, mm -hmm. similar, you know, you, you go to the same grade school and you grow up together and you probably have some kind of 
farming, like family members, and you just have similar upbringings. And I think whenever you grow up in the city, you realize there's so much diversity. There's so many different backgrounds. And me growing up in Miami, there was a lot of immigration from South America and a lot of immigration from Europe. And so whenever you met someone, you never really knew like that they, that their parents grow up there, that their parents flee Cuba, that they just come like a year ago and maybe they're learning English. Like, and so we kind of come with this mentality of asking questions instead of assuming. And so I think in a smaller town, you just kind of assume because everyone's coming from that perspective. And so I feel like from a bigger city, you're like, oh, well, I, I had no idea that they did that like that in Cuba or like mm-hmm. one word that means something in Venezuela means completely different thing in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And so just something like that, you're like, oh, well, tell me, what does it mean in your country? And it right. gives people a voice and you like ask these questions and you're okay with being wrong and be like, oh, okay. Like this is how I grew up. Tell me about you. Yeah, that's a really, really great point. It's like the assumption bias versus like curiosity bias. Like which one are is your default? Um, I, I love that perspective. I think another another con um, of or just, you know, I would, yeah, a con of small town living is you usually don't have access to like a ton to do. And yes. so, you know, museums – concerts, art, like access to live music. And I mean, you might get glimpses of that, but that's not, you don't have regular access to it. And I do think that that's a part of what moves culture forward. It's what makes, you know, conversation and it's interesting. And it adds Mm -hmm. a layer of like, wow, what a different way to look at the world because I, you know, went to this, this slam poetry whatever. Or like, I don't know, just you have access to things like that, um, that I think kind of add a layer of culture and and like humanity to experience. And I think that you don't really get that in a small town and you, you do in a city. Yeah. And I also think it's a layer of entertainment that isn't just drinking. (laughs) So one thing that was, (laughs) yeah, one, one thing that was really shocking to me moving to this smaller town is, um, Like I grew up in Miami, obviously people drink, like that's just a thing. But at the same time, I grew up in an environment where people just had a drink or two and that was it. Moving here, everyone was like, if you're drinking, you're drinking to get hammered. And so going back to what you were just sharing of the different things that you can do and entertainment things like there, if you're in your mid to late twenties or early thirties, there really isn't much for you to do besides stay home, go to the movies, be active, do something in nature or go to a bar. And so you can't just like, like you said, go to a museum or a cocktail bar. That's just like a one drink type of thing or, um, a comedy club. I recently went to a comedy club in Dallas. It was my first time. It was so much fun and I absolutely loved it. And so, like you said, every single one of those experiences shapes you, exposes you to something different. It maybe taps into something that you might like more, or you're like, you know what? That's not for me. Move on to the next activity. Yes. I could not agree more. I think that like small town rural America has a lot of roots in drinking and like alcoholism. And Mm -hmm. I think to be honest with you, I mean, this is like a whole other little spiel, but it's like, 
I, I find that that people in small towns will be really harsh on drugs, but then they'll but then they'll drink, which is also an addictive substance. So that's just like very interesting mentality to have. But I just think that being able to see a world outside of um, I need to consume something to like be social is mm-hmm. really important. Like I don't want to have to drink to be social. And yeah. a lot of social environments in small towns usually are centered around around yeah. that. Um, within the city, you have a lot more options. I'll say that. Yeah. Which a little side note on that, I've been seeing more and more cities pop up with like mocktail bars. And I yes. think it's amazing because you don't have to drink. And then you're able to have like that social experience of I'm having a fun drink and I'm hanging out with everyone, but without the alcohol portion of it. Because I've been on the side of TikTok of mocktails lately and just overall whenever you're working out and doing all these different things, like what alcohol can do obviously to your body. And so I think a lot more people our age specifically are more sober curious, like not even just like the, the social drink or they'll go in seasons of just not drinking. And so I love that cities now are offering more mocktail options, Mm -hmm. but even moving to having full on mocktail bars. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's an incredible move. It's really smart. And I'm, I, would say I'm very sober curious. I'll go through mm-hmm. months of not drinking and then drink and then months of not, I'm just very interested in uh, my relationship with it. And mm-hmm. so I'm always kind of experimenting and testing with myself of like where I am with my relationship with alcohol. And so being able to take long breaks I'll always like is really centering to me. Yeah. Um, I would say some other pros on a city that small town doesn't really give you is um, usually it gives you access to travel. Whereas to like small town, like you're driving, yes. you're oh driving God. to another small town. Like yes. you know, where I'm from, it was like two hours to the closest city or to the closest airport. Whereas yes. if you live in a city, you one have access to an airport, but you also like maybe there's train transit. So you can take a train to the next city. Like it just feels a little bit more accessible to go explore other areas other than like being in a rural, rural area, you don't have a lot of options to go see other towns. (laughs) For sure. Girl, RIP, the amount of time I have spent driving to the airport. I feel like I, I was thinking about this and I think it's been since early, early last year or mid last year that I have, I have traveled every month since that was very poorly worded. Let me rephrase that. Ever since mid last year, I have said that I have traveled every month. And so living in a small town, that's a four hour round trip every time. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I get to heaven one day, God's going to be like, you spent X amount of hours (laughs) driving to the airport. (laughs) Wouldn't that be amazing if he just gave you like a receipt of all the hours and like ways that you spent your time? As a girl that loves analytics and numbers, I'm like, give me that data, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't call God, baby. But anyway, <laughs> we we get it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, God is love. Um, God, is love. God is love. I have another one. Okay. So one thing, which is a big thing for me right now, is I feel like in bigger cities, you have access to a lot more people your age or in general, just in all the different ages. So if you're 
recently retired and you're in your 60s and you want like more of a social life, I feel like a city is going to tend to having more of those kinds of friendships. But one thing that I noticed in my recent trip to both Dallas and Houston was just how much I've been craving meeting more people my age. And I'm just like curious. I'm like, I want to be your friend. Tell me your story. Like, what do you do? And just seeing so many entrepreneurs and just so many, so many people my age, I crave that. And I miss that so much. And I think it's also maybe a factor of like, I'm 27 years old. And most of the people my age in this town are, have kids and are married and are just like in a different page in life than I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I also want to meet people that are on my page. Right. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love that about cities is that you can really have a wide diverse group of friends that are in different careers, different stages Mm -hmm. in life, different things that they're doing. Maybe they just quit their full-time job and they're going to be an entrepreneur, maybe vice versa. Like there's just so much more access to that. Yeah, I agree. I also, just to like piggyback off of that, I do think in a city, it is more normalized to not have a quote unquote path. Whereas like in, in smaller towns, I just, it's like you go to college, you get married, you have kids, you buy the house, you do all the things. And it's like, you're 30 and you've accomplished all these massive milestones. And I feel like in the city, you know, you meet a 37 year old and like, they're dating or they, you know, there might be engaged or maybe they're single, whatever. Like there's, it, it, it's, it's more normal to not focus on age and like the certain path that you're progressing to. And I really love that. I love that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I saw this TikTok the other day that said, if you're like 27 in a small town, you're basically 37. And if you're 27 in the city, you're basically 17. (laughs) I love that. That is hilarious. It's so true. <laughs> I do feel like whenever I got back to Houston, I was like, because I think that whenever I was living in the Midwest just this past couple of years, there was something about like my mentality that was just like, I'm old. I don't have enough time. Like my dreams are going to happen. It was just like this yeah. like pressure of like this clock, this internal clock that was ticking. Yeah. And now that I'm back in the city, I honestly feel like I can breathe a little bit. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like- I'm, I'm only 29, you know, Yes, like I've got yes. all this time and, you know, I'm still young and I've still got it. And like, I know, still, got sure, it. still got it. And it just felt good to like reconnect with that younger person, you know, inside me that was not so focused on like this timeline needing to be yes. accomplished by a certain time. It's just, it's a little exhausting and it's usually projected or even subliminally. Like it's not even, it's like somebody says something to you. It's just, you feel it, you know, like, oh, everybody around me is doing this or has checked this box and I haven't. And you're just like, well, like what's wrong with me? So Mm -hmm. anyways, nothing's wrong with me. Well, I mean, there are things wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to open that door. (laughs) Let's talk about all my flaws. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm perfect. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Yes, I'm, you are. Yeah. Anyways, I'm like a little slap happy at this point, y'all. So just I love it. <laughs> it's a it's a long day. I mean, it's been a long day for me, but I can't even imagine for you. Like you've had all your adventuring, all your work. Then now it's like side hustle time, and then it's hopefully you'll be able to sleep at like 1 a.m. 
My goal is to be asleep by 1 a.m. That is the goal. But also, I'm not glorifying the hustle because there's no other night this week that I have like these late of calls. So it's like I put it all in one day so that I can just go all through it. And then the rest of my evenings this week are chill and like spent with colleagues and making new friends. So I'm excited about that. We love an efficiency queen. Yes, we do. Let's put it all in one day, please. Let's make it as painful as die. Yeah. Okay. We talked about is like I want to talk about the cons of the city life. Oh yeah. Um, Just really briefly. Safety. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Safety. I'm just gonna dive right in. Safety and security. Oh my gosh! Like in small towns, I never think twice about it at all. Like people literally, I think my other house, not this one, but my other house, I'm pretty sure was always open. And I never once got robbed, which please don't do. Don't take my advice. I now have, I mean, cameras and the whole thing. So also don't come, don't come for me. If you know where I live, I've got cameras, (laughs) but it's a very safe town. I feel like I can go for a walk by myself. I feel like I can do so many things by myself. I'm never scared. And then in the city, I like have a plan when I'm in the city. I'm like, all right, well, I will fill up gas before the sun goes down because if my shoot ends past sunset and then I'm driving back, I am not going to stop at a gas station by myself. And there's been times, right? So I think overall safety, especially as a you know single woman, and you travel by yourself a lot too, um, is just... Oh yeah, girl. And also here, I'm here. I was like, I am in my apartment before dark. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's me too. But no, that's, that's a good point about the safety piece for sure. And I, I do think that's an element of like peace of mind that, Mm -hmm. um, having security systems and things like that, which Matt and I do in our new house as well, with lots of cameras and, you know, calls the police, the alarm, the whole thing. And that (laughs) does give me like a sense of security, but still like, there's just so many more um, possibilities in the city. Oh, and yeah. that can be a good thing, and that can be a bad thing. And it's a I, probability game. Exactly. That's what I think about every time. The probability of this happening to me. So I do think that is, that is a con. I would also say um, I think it can be harder to go deep with people in a city when you first meet them. Like, I don't know, there's Mm -hmm. something about Midwestern people, at least that I've found, I don't know, there's like this groundedness or this like down to earthness that I feel like I can easily access from, I can tell when someone's grown up in like a smaller town because of their ability to like be more grounded. I don't know if that's, I don't even know if that's the right thing to say, but like, I feel like people in the city are harder to approach. Like it's a bit, it's a bit tougher to like crack some layers and like build trust and go deeper. And like, it is possible, but I think sometimes it takes several like interactions to get there. That's why I love this podcast so much because we both bring such different experiences to it. See, for me, I feel like it's backwards. And, and for me, I think that whenever I move to the small town or even now when I meet someone, I feel like sometimes because they've only been in one place 
their entire life and kind of followed like that one straight line, it's really hard for me to relate to them because I come where I'm, you know, family of immigrants and we lived in a city, small town, struggled, did all these things. And I've just kind of been through it, you know, not that they haven't, but I feel like it's a little bit more, they've been here their whole life. And so I feel like it's harder even after quite a few hangouts to get to that level with them. And that's why I think it's hard for me to find a lot of like friends. I I have a lot of acquaintances, but I have very few friends here that I can dive deeper into conversation. But I feel like in the city, don't get me wrong. There's still people that I just, you know, the more you try just doesn't go anywhere. I have found more people who I can really connect to. They're more connected to self-development and they're more connected to like mental health. And some, sometimes those topics are not even a thing in a small town. They're like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I appreciate that perspective because now as you're talking, I I do feel similarly. I just think that now that I'm in a city and it's fresh, I'm out here like trying to make friends. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that whole thing is harder. And maybe what really it is, Astrid, is like I came from a community where I've known the same people my entire life. And so it was just kind of built in. But you are right. Like it is harder to relate to people. We have different, um, you know, we just have different outlooks and different Mm -hmm. paces. And I think that that can sometimes, um, you know, make you feel disconnected from them instead of connected from them. But I just think maybe it's just trying to build new friendships in general. And I think it's just hard in both a small town and a big city. Yeah. And to to add to that, like I said before, I've never lived in a city where I moved there and didn't know anyone. I have always – I mean, I grew up in Miami. I grew up with those friends as well. And when I travel back, I meet back with them. So in a sense, like that's a fam- familiarity. Um, I was thinking more to like whenever I've met new people in other cities, but then again, they're usually connected to a friend that I have there. So I'm sure like also moving fresh to a new city, it's almost like dating in a sense, but in a friendship style of like, okay, you meet someone, you're like, dang, they're closed off. Like, that's not my vibe. Move on to the next group. And then you're like, maybe I'll meet someone at yoga class. Maybe I'll meet someone here. And you just like keep going. And it's still really hard to make new friends. Um, But I guess in a sense, I'm also going back to what's familiar. (laughs) Right. And I think that's just kind of like our nature in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I've really appreciated my upbringing in a small town. I think that it has really shaped the way that I view the world. And I'm also really grateful that I was curious and explored outside of where I came from. And it's really unlocked different parts of myself that I might not ever really have had access to. Mm-hmm. Um, in their full capacity, if I would maybe have stayed in a small town. Um, but honestly, just like you said, alternate realities, like there's all these different versions of ourselves that could have played out and didn't. And I, I see live, I see city life for what it is. And I can also see small town living for what it is. And mm-hmm. I think that I can now, I, I have not romanticized either. 
Like mm-hmm. finally getting to a place where like, I love my life. I love my partner. I love our house. And also I realize that living in a city comes with all these positive, lovely things and also all these negative things. And then we just did that in, in a small town too. And so mm-hmm. I think, I think really it's just not like just being honest with where you are and being like, these are the things I like. These are the things I don't like. And that's okay. Um, right. Instead of like, Sometimes I think that when you're making decisions, every box needs to be checked. Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, this this outweighs this, and like all of these boxes are checked, and these boxes over here are unchecked. I just don't think that any kind of lifestyle that you choose for yourself is going to check every box at all times. I just think it's yeah. really a really difficult expectation to have on your life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've like slowly started to unravel because I really thought that you know, if I'm choosing this, all my, everything has to be aligned at all times. And yeah. I just always think there's going to be some areas of life that are like, okay, okay, I'm, I've got this. Now I'm going to shift over here and like start growing over here. And then I'm yeah. going to start growing over here. So I just think giving yourself grace wherever you are, wherever you choose to live, you know, it's beautiful because you're there. Yeah. And I think also wherever you have to live too, right? Like choosing is a privilege. I think for me, moving to a small town, that wasn't a choice that I made out of craving living in a small town and all these different things that we've just talked about was actually nothing that I was thinking about when I moved here. It was more out of necessity, really. It was out of hey, there's opportunity here. I'm able to go to college. Cost of living is much lower. Like I'm a senior in high school. What am I going to do? And for a little bit of background for like whoever's listening to the podcast for the first time. So I am a family of immigrants. And while that was like a really long process, um, I pretty much had to move to the Midwest to be able to go to college. And so for me, this small town represents opportunity in so many ways. Like my life would have been so different, probably like straight out of college and who knows what that life would have looked like. And I think for me, it was growing up seeing people work so hard. And that's part of what comes with the city life is like, there's people who are so talented and incredibly driven and they have everything going for them, but they perhaps don't have the opportunity or like things just haven't happened for them. And coming here and being like, I actually have access to both the opportunities. And now I just need to bring that hard work into this. Like I need to take this privilege that I have and work really hard at it. And so I think that's something that not everyone has access to. And something that growing up in a city taught me is I saw a lot of really talented peers that I went to school with, like not be able to, oh, it makes me emotional. Um, not be able to go to school, like not go to college. Like they were waitressing tables out of high school and they had 4.0 GPAs and they were so smart and had everything going for them. And so I think sometimes where you get to live or where you live is sometimes out of necessity. Um, and so, yeah, I think for me, um, up to this point in my life, like I feel that truly God brought me here at the right time and things kind of unfolded how they needed to. And I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that I've had, the people that I've met that have trusted me with their businesses to like 
go for it. And at the same time, I don't think I would have grown as much in my career if I didn't come from that background of like, I saw really talented people who just didn't get a spot at the table. So I'm going to do that for them. Like I have a spot at a table. Who am I to like, just put, you know, push this to a side. So, um, yeah. So I guess a little bit of just sharing my heart on that. And it's really interesting to bring this full circle to the in-between moment that I shared earlier is this is kind of the first time in my life where I get to choose where to live and my business is not centered around any specific town or I don't have to move to a town because of school or my parents brought me here. And so I think for the first time in my life, I'm in that privileged position to be able to choose where I get to go next. But I guess just a reminder that not everyone has that either. That's so true. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. And I do think that that experience adds another layer of like empathy and awareness for you of, um, you know, what, what your opportunities mean to you. And I do think it is important as we all navigate life to have that layer of perspective um, and empathy that not everyone gets the choices that you get and not everyone has the opportunities that you have. And, um, you know, some of this has been funny and some of this has been honest. And it's like, I think there's also a layer of, you know, um, everyone's different and has access to different things. Um, and so if you have the opportunity to choose, like that's a huge, a huge privilege for sure. Yes, definitely. Well, this has been so fun. I absolutely <laughs> love that whenever we've been able to record together. Um, anything else that you wanted to add because before we close things off? No, I don't think so. I think that we really covered a lot of ground here and I would love to hear um, you know, for those of you that are still listening to the pod, I'd love for you to screenshot your podcast player and jump over to Instagram and tag us at inbetween.pod and uh, let us know what you took away from this episode. Like, what did you resonate with? What did you disagree with? Like, yeah. what did you laugh out loud at? Whatever it is, like, would love to hear from you. Um, Astrid is the queen of our Instagram. She's the one that <laughs> does everything. It looks so amazing and all the, the branding and um, so yeah, please tag us or if you want to uh, connect with me directly, you can um, you can do that at Alexis Tyke Miller. Yes, or you can connect with me as well at Astrid Johanna Photo. And to add to that too, we would love to hear if you are living in a small town and you love it, or if you're living in a big city and you're loving it, or vice versa. Like you are in a big city and wish you were so, somewhere smaller and more calm and the other way around as well. Because I think that's such interesting perspectives that we can all run into. Um, but yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and please messages any other topics too that you want us to cover. And we will see you next time. And don't forget to leave a review because we, oh, yes, please, because <laughs> we read them and we love them and we're super grateful for, um, all everyone that's listening and giving us, um, such amazing feedback. We really appreciate you and we will see you next time. Bye.